I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate my guest being here. Matthew's here. Okay, we're going to archive the show. Matthew, as I said, is the president of Heinemann Publishing. We're going to have a nice talk about what he sees as a literary landscape these days. Okay, and I want you to please go over to ace-ed.org. That's where everything we do happens to be located, our magazine, Equity and Access, our websites on SEL and teacher retention, as well as the one on Equity. All the podcasts are archived over there as well. And we really work hard about equity and access and social-emotional learning and teacher retention and all that. A lot of work on professional development, et cetera, which I know is uh, something Matthew's going to be talking about today. So go over, check it out. We're on your side if you're in education. That's over at ace-ed.org, A-C-E-D.O-R-G. And I can't tell you how happy I am that Matthew called in. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, returning guest. Welcome back, Matthew. It's Matthew Mitchell-Fields, everybody. <laughs> I know, I, you were running a little bit late. I was hoping you were going to call in, and I'm so glad you did. Thank you. Oh, It's well, Larry here, by the way. It's Larry here. Hi, Matthew. Larry's here. <laughs> hey, Larry. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. It's good to be back with you. It's good to have you here, and i got to tell you, I was... I was so thrilled. I, I mean this sincerely when I heard the news that you were named president of Heinemann, because Heinemann's a kind of a favorite company of mine. All right. I always liked them. We used to do a lot of shows together. Okay. And you were on and you were a terrific guest. Then boom, you became president of a company I really like. And I'm just thrilled about that. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a real honor. Um, Heinemann is also a favorite company of mine. I, I remember, um, you know, when I was in graduate school, using uh, books that were published by Heinemann. Some of my professors were uh, Heinemann authors, so it's, yeah. it's a real thrill. They might have actually been on the show. I, I used to do a lot of work with the Heinemann authors. It was always fun, and I just love it. Are they still in Portsmouth in New Hampshire? Are they still headquartered there? Yes, yes we sure are. We're headquartered in uh, downtown Portsmouth, New Hampshire, yeah. and if you've never been, it's, it's a really uh, beautiful place, uh, particularly this time of year. I live very close to there. We're down there a lot. I used to live in Exeter. That's where my kids were raised. Okay, and now we live in Maine, so I'm very used to it. And i got to tell if people haven't been to Portsmouth, that is one great place to vacation to. Okay, it is it just really, a, Yeah, it's one of the time. How often are you? Are you living there in Portsmouth, or are you still in New York? What's no, going on? No, so, so I, I'm primarily in Boston these days, and Portsmouth is only about an hour north of right. Boston. So I, I commute into the office uh, Every every week. That's cool. That's very good. Where are you in Boston? Yeah. Not not to give your address, but what part of the city are you? Exactly. Well, I'm in I'm in the uh, Seaport area in Boston, which is which is also a really cool area. My friend, you know how to live from the seaport in Boston, which is really cool, up to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which by the way also is a seaport, is really really cool. Okay, that's a good commute, my friend. I- Larry, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm an island boy. I'm originally from Barbados, so I, I gotta, I Thank gotta, you. like, you know, be near some water, some kind of way. <laughs> the sea, the sea, the seaport to the Pasquatauqua River. Okay, there you go, my friend. Exactly. This is great. Okay, and I did not remember that. Thank you, Matthew, for reminding me of that. I forgot. Okay, well, you got a job to do now. Now you're the president of this terrific company. Okay, and I know you have some wonderful thoughts, okay? And you, I think of you as a thought leader, okay? You are a wonderful thought, okay? A thought leader all about teaching and comprehension, vocabulary, etc. I'm just going to let you just go with it. Share some of Heinemann. You're, you're new to Heinemann as the president. What do you bring to that? How do you want to 
shift things around with listening to your folks and all that? Where, where do you see it all going? Yeah, so, so, so for big question. folks who, who make, yeah, it is a big question. It's got multiple parts. Let me let me try yeah, and take your time clear up because I've, I've gotten feedback that my LinkedIn profile is a little confusing because on the one hand, it still has me in my old role at HMH and also now as president of Heinemann. And, and the way to kind of square that circle is uh, many people don't know, but Heinemann has long been a division of the HMH. And right. really what this represents is, uh, a, you know, a unification of some sort of the Supplemental Intervention Solutions uh, Group at HMH that I've had the pleasure of leading for the last five years. And yes, now within that expanded group uh, sits Heinemann, but distinct and on its own. I guess that's where I would first start in how I've, I've approached the role. Um, Heinemann has been, uh, for the last 40 years, a really important institution in the landscape of particularly K-12 education. This is the professional learning company that educators, particularly educators who are focused on sort of professionalizing the profession, if you will, I know that's a bit of an overused phrase, um, <laughs> have focused and, and have, have gotten their resources, have, have been able to tap into luminaries and authors and their best thinking and the best research that's informed by sort of on-the-ground reality to help teachers navigate all the challenges that they face. And so in that regard, I am a huge fan of the legacy that we've inherited. And my, I see my role as really helping to bring forward in new and different ways much of what we've always done. We've always had a focus at Heinemann on, on student agency. Think of that as sort of student-centered mm -hmm. learning and teacher professionalism. Um, and those things will remain constant. What we're now, with our sort of new vision and strategy that we recently announced, we're really focused on actualizing that in, in, in new ways. And basically, big three planks of, of our vision for the future is about strengthening and diversifying our mm -hmm. curriculum portfolio. Although we have our roots in professional learning, Heinemann has grown to become an important provider of classroom materials and curriculum. And so we see that as continuing to not only build on our strength in literacy curriculum, but also begin, um, you know, broadening our portfolio even more. We recently introduced math at Heinemann, and that's a real priority for us to continue growing our math portfolio. So that's kind of cool. plank one is strengthening our curriculum portfolio. Plank two is what we refer to as sort of modernized professional learning. So we think of that as n not only making sure that the professional learning that we offer to support teachers implementing our curriculum solutions uh, is modernized, but also the way that our book, professional book publishing, um, is, is um, making sure that that's also modernized. So think of it as, you know, we're meeting teachers where they are and how they like to learn. We, we did some research and, and saw that, you know, even for Heinemann teachers, teachers who regularly access our materials for their professional learning, many of them actually prefer to, to learn through the web. And so we're embracing that hmm. more. That's, that's very, then, very interesting. Then, Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and then I can Finish come back and talk about each of these, but I just, you, you know, trying to get at your question. 
And then the sort of the, 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 the third plank of our strategy, which will not be surprising to anyone, least of them you, given your knowledge of my background in education technology, you know, the third plank of our strategy is really accelerate our digital transformation. Look, you know, we are, you know, in this 21st century, every company is in some ways a software company. The only yep. real question is, are you a good one or are you a bad one? Uh, and we yep. aspire to be a really, really good one, a great one, in fact. Um, and so we're, we're doing a bunch of things, both in terms of the solutions that we create and also the way we operate the business. Even the, the, what some people would think of as the boring back office stuff, well, that boring back office stuff, that also can benefit from a digital transformation. You know, you, we've got so many things to talk about based on that, okay? And I love what you just said, that every company in, in education, we'll just narrow it there, is, is a tech company. And I couldn't mm-hmm. agree with you more, okay? You know, we, we tend to think – I hate that term, ed tech, because I always <laughs> make my joke. It's like saying ed chalk or ed blackboard. You don't need the <laughs> ed, okay? This That's is what point. we do. This is a technology-based uh, profession now. Okay, it's that simple. It doesn't take away from the art of teaching. Okay, it enhances it. Okay, but it's so based on technology. It's not ed tech, it's just tech. Okay, this is what we do. It's just education. Okay, that's what we do. Yeah, Hungerman is a tech company. I got to talk to you. They just said a couple of things, and I thought this was interesting. Okay, you talked about diversifying the products, etc., but there's another side to to diversity. Okay, and that is in the products itself. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, how, when you look at the diverse world that we teach in now, and the need to get more teachers of color in there, et cetera, et cetera, more guys in there. You know, it's it's uh, not that I have anything against female educators. Please don't misunderstand that. But we need a balance. Okay, all right. And when you look at it like through your eyes, the diversity within K twelve. How do you see Heinemann fitting in with that? And I think it's important. I think it's very important that you're running the thing, okay? You you yeah. bring those great eyes to you, that that mindset. Mr. Barbados, well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, Larry, Larry, well, I know you and obviously your commitment to equity is second yeah. to none. So, so I, I understand the, the spirit of the question. In some ways, I think it's a lot like what you just said about EdTech and technology, right? You said this is just – the nature of the work, it's, that's the medium in that, in that case, right, that we're using technology, of course. Well, diversity is essential uh, to the work that we do. If we know anything about the students that we serve in this sort of modern classroom, they are incredibly diverse. And so exactly. not only does the workforce that, that seeks to serve those students and those families need to be re- more reflective of the communities, um, but also in our case, where it really comes home for us a lot is also the materials um, and, and our curricular solutions and then the authors that we recruit and promote exactly. and, and, and their um, thought leadership. So, I, I, you know, I can't say enough. It, it is just the worst. It's baked in. It's, it has to be seamless. In, in other words, to not, be, to not have a thoughtful approach to diversity, equity, and inclusion is to not know how to do this work well. That's just how okay. it is. Uh, and so now the, 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 we, we've got work to do on this front in terms of our transformation as well. Um, you know, Heinemann's long been committed to uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, but Absolutely. we're taking that up a notch now. Um, we, we, we believe that it needs to be seamlessly integrated into our work. 
one of the first okay. things we've done to advance that is um, <clears throat> train every employee at Heinemann on what we call sort of our curricular equity, inclusion, and diversity guidelines. Um, we, we did that, you know, earlier this year. That means that folks who are in editorial roles and other roles are, now have sort of a muscle that they are training in ways that some of them may not have trained it before in terms of our general approach to content development and making sure that the content is appropriately representative of the community. Some of the places you can see this is we just released the new uh, edition of Lucy Cawkins' um, Units of Study for K-2, uh, incredibly uh -huh. powerfully diverse curriculum that wonderful. is um, speaking to and, and really representing many, many different communities in, in really powerful ways that you know, allow more and more students and more and more families to see themselves in a program that is rigorous and scientifically uh, based as well. That was a beautiful answer, my friend. That was, that was just a, a literally a perfect answer. And uh, I mean, really, okay, this is something, and, you know, it concerns me because as the student body becomes diverse, more and more diverse, we search so hard to find great teachers of color, both male and female, okay? Yeah. That's difficult, okay? There's not a big pipeline. Okay, and the teacher pipeline in general is, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So we need help. Teachers need help, okay, to be culturally relevant and culturally engaging to a very diverse student body, okay, across the whole country. Okay, and the fact that you guys are doing that and rec recognizing it and doing it, okay, it, to me it's just so darn important. Teachers need help, and you're a professional development company and when you apply that to the curriculum materials and the classroom libraries that you guys put together okay it makes it, it just is so helpful to educators these days and i have to talk about something else matthew i mean to kind of a segue into teacher retention okay yes. as you know 50 about 50 percent of teachers are always thinking of leaving the profession and there's not a pipeline anymore okay it, it, it's a, it has dwindled seriously all right yeah and it's extremely important to me the the key to this to keep good teachers teaching is solid professional development and professional development materials and you even said they're going more to the web now than they are perhaps the books however you want to phrase that okay but that's just the way things change over the course of time but if we don't do the right professional development and keep teachers aware of the various changes that they face every day, okay, we're going to keep losing them because they get more and more frustrated with their job. And they don't want to be frustrated Absolutely. with their job. They want every kid to learn. Go ahead. Speak, my friend. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, some would argue, and, and I might agree with them, this is the single biggest issue we face, uh, particularly coming out of the pandemic, oh, is of teacher, teacher turnover, teacher shortage, whatever you want to call it, the root yeah. cause of it is teacher morale. It's, it's as you said, I agree. Uh, people, I agree. Um, you know, exiting the profession entirely, um, and, and, and it's a big challenge, and it's multidimensional, and it requires a bunch of different um, approaches to help substantively address it. Of course, making sure teachers are more um, – appropriately paid and rewarded for the very hard work that they do. We as a society give a lot of lip service 
to teach uh, teachers as sheroes and heroes, but we don't sometimes pay them like that. And that's important, yeah. and that's got to be said. Um, but beyond that, um, um, there is also this notion of teaching, uh, having teachers be treated and, and regarded and managed as um, highly skilled professionals. Um, exactly. And that's something exactly. that many teachers tell us. I mean, we do um, HMHS survey every year of, you know, across the nation, our educator confidence report. And teacher morale is at an all-time low, and we've been doing this for about 10 years, this, this survey. And what teachers are saying is, is exactly this kind of thing, that, that they aren't being treated the way that they would like to, that the profession, the job has gotten harder. In fact, that kind of brings us back to a lot of what we're focused on at Heinemann, both online and offline solutions that just lighten the load uh, for teachers. Um, we know that on our best day as a company and as an organization, that what we're doing is, is supporting these teachers who are really the stars of the show. And so for us, that we really like obsessed over this down to the, it's going to sound funny, Larry, but down to the clicks that we ask teachers to do. Like how, how much are we asking teachers to do to, you know, launch and start an assignment? What are we asking them to do to make sure that they're assessing students uh, well? Well, there's ways in which technology software can actually help lighten some of that burden on teachers, and we're Absolutely. really focused on marrying that with really solid, thoughtful, research-based, evidence-based um, uh, you know, curricular solution. It, it, thank you for saying all that. Okay, I appreciate it. Just, it's where we are, and we have to look at it. We have to we have to look at it with different eyes. We have to look at it with different thoughts. We have to look at it with a post-pandemic view. Okay, and yeah. by the way, I have to say we knew all this stuff was going on beforehand. Okay, and it took an emergency yep. like the pandemic to like give us a good kick in the tushy. Okay, and say, well, we really got to do something. We all got caught short. Okay, we did the best we could, but we all got caught short. Okay, we, you know, it's a good joke. We won't get fooled again. You know, we got to we got to get this together. And on that same kind of note, I want to talk to you about there's a there's an achievement gap, Matthew, between, uh-huh. uh, if I may, kids and uh, kids of color. Okay, which sounds like a mm-hmm. stupid way to say it, but there is a why there's a a learning gap with black and Hispanic kids, which is absolutely absurd. Okay, these kids are not stupid. All right, Hispanic kids are about going to be about thirty percent of the population. At thirty percent of the population, there's a learning gap. Think about that. Black kids for how many years now? It's it's absurd. Okay, absolutely. it's absurd. <laughs> it, it, and the point yeah. is, think of what we have lost. Think of the the brain power we have lost, okay, over the course of how many years, okay? And it, it, we know this. We have to have a – talk about that. Uh, talk about the work of Heinemann and all this. I mean, it's, it's absurd. It is. It is. It, it's, it's nuts. It's an immoral – it's an immoral status quo, uh, as you mentioned. And it was, you know, as, as you and I have talked about before, it was – it was bad before the, the pandemic, and the pandemic just uh, showed us that it widened even more, right? If you look at the recent NAEP scores as, as, a, as a proof point of, of that, students of color, low-income students, were yeah. subjected to remote learning, um, which I think we've kind of have, have all nationally anyway concluded 
um, was not an optimal, I'm being kind, optimal scenario, yeah. right? Just they, say the least um, yeah. yeah, and that contributed to, um, you know, worsening of, of, of the big challenge. Look, you know, we always, you know, we, we know the challenge has been with us for a very long time. Um, I, you know, the thing I'll say is, you know, systemic challenges require systematic solutions um, and comprehensive solutions. So, again, we come back to this notion of let's make sure that we are, you know, addressing issues that are that are largely policy issues around funding and how we uh, point resources at particular communities um, vis-a-vis other communities, et cetera. How do we ensure that the schools and students who have particular needs um, broadly that are that oftentimes those needs that exist outside of school play out in the performance of students in school? How do we help? Schools address those those issues, yes. um, and, you know, yes. and provide additional resources. I've, there's some amazing work happening around the country, um, and I know you've seen it. You've heard the stories as well, where schools are really embraced their role um, to help, uh, you know, bolster communities uh, more broadly than just providing yeah. sort of reading and writing instruction, right? And then when it comes to sort of academic instruction, uh, making sure that we are um, appropriately um, getting students what they need and helping teachers deliver. Because one of the challenges teachers face, right, is I've got 20, 30 kids in my class. Many of them are varying, uh, you know, uh, stages along a particular achievement spectrum relative to a set of standards. How do I tailor instruction and individualize instruction for those students, how do I respond to their needs appropriately? Again, that's where we're focused most at Heinemann is on how do we help teachers do that um, mm-hmm. with, you know, having the right toolkit, if you will, to respond to those needs, um, but also how do we help them identify those needs via assessment, et cetera, more, more easily and, and be able to tailor instruction. So uh, it's a mouthful. It's a lot. Some of these are words that are easy to say and, and practices that are harder to actually implement, and that's what we're, like, kind of obsessively laser-focused on is how do we make what we know works more replicable in more places. Here, here. You know, I want to ask, when, this is a funny question, but there, so many teachers are out there. You know, when you hire someone, Matthew, and I know you haven't been at Heinemann that long, but when you hire someone, okay, what do you look for, okay, in, 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 in an employee, obviously someone with some experience or something? I'm just curious because I think people want to know that. You know, you, we, we talk about these, all these things we want to do. How do you find the right people to do that? If I may ask. Oh, Larry, that's such a great question. Um, so, so I, I think it it starts with our culture and what are what is the thing that we are going after? What are we saying is the best version of us as an organization, as an institution, um, and and making sure that we have a clear understanding of that. So, you know, a couple of years ago, we went through this whole process of figuring out what our culture was going to be at HMH, and that included uh, the team at Heinemann as well. And we <laughs> landed on, on, on a couple key things. And, and, and this is the essential criteria for the, for the folks that we hope to attract to our mission, right? It's 
we have a high purpose. We are unapologetically a double bottom line organization, right? We, we believe we have a high purpose of helping shift trajectories, shift lives because of the, um, what we are bringing to education and how we're helping teachers mm-hmm. do the work that they do. So our purpose is very high, and we need to match that purpose and reinforce that purpose with high performance. So we, 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 we define ourselves as high purpose, high performance, um, and, and that performance, and those things feed off each other, right? No sense in having a high purpose if you're not going to be like putting it on the line to go after it and deliver and execute with excellence uh, regularly um, so that you can ensure that you can, you can have um, momentum in executing against your purpose. So high purpose, high performance. And that's what we look for. We look for people who are mission-driven, who really, really have dedicated their lives or want to dedicate their lives to this kind of, of work and then have a demonstrated record of, of high performance. And that's why you'll have a great – you're going to have a great company with high performance because you're looking for those people. Yeah, and let me say this. Like to our earlier point, you know, one of the areas we are keenly focused on is improving sort of the representation and diversity across Absolutely. Our, our, or, our organization. And that goes to both sides. That's about the purpose. That's about making sure that we look more like who we are serving. And it's also uh, meaningfully about performance because guess what? Diverse teams build better solutions because they have greater intimacy and knowledge of the users and they're able to respond to their needs more appropriately. So that's not just – it's obviously it's the right thing to do, but beyond the right thing to do, it's the winning thing to do. You're here. Good. That is a great answer. I, I got to tell you. Uh, of all this, well, actually, let me ask you another question. This is important because it's so important to teachers out there. That every superintendent tells me that, quote, the number one priority at the school for – learning, if I can say this the right way, is social-emotional learning. They feel that if they, um, if they get that right, then the kids will learn the academic subjects a lot easier with a lot less pressure. Let's just put it that way. Is, I guess I have to ask, is Heinemann doing anything in SEL these days? Yeah, we are. We, 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 we're focused on students, and quite frankly, not just students, but teacher well-being is here, important. Here. Thank these you very much. Goes back to what we said. Yeah, it does. These things are prerequisites for creating the conditions for optimal learning to happen, right? Optimal teaching and learning uh, to happen. So yes, remember that survey that I referenced um, yeah. about how teachers are feeling about their profession. No, no surprise, right? Their well-being um, is, is 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 not where we want it to be. Um, that's right. So that's an important sort of contributor. So yeah, absolutely. Again, it's, you know, we pursue a, a, a way of doing this, not to say, here's SEL over here on the side. We're going to slap those acronyms on it. No, we Thank you. integrate opportunities you. to help address well-being, help address uh, issues like mindset into the curriculum, into the program, because we, we believe it's that important. Yeah, it is that important. Okay, and I'm not surprised that you said all that, because it, it is just – there is this is a layer with a layer. This is an onion with many layers, okay. And you start to peel it away, and you have to get that all together, okay. And I have to tell you, this is my, one of my pet peeves about SEL, which I think is extremely important. We're asking teachers to teach it, 
Okay, the teachers are having their own problems, A and B. Nobody ever bothered to tell them how to teach them. Okay, there's not one college in the country that has a course on teaching the SEL. Not one. Think about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, it's just not. It yet, that's the top priority of a superintendent. This is why. This is why companies like Heinemann, and I mean this sincerely, have to step up, and they have to provide the information and materials that helps teachers, helps school districts, helps superintendents. It, it's a Matthew and falls on your shoulders, guys like you, and luckily they're good shoulders. Yeah, well, well yeah, I, I think you're right. We do need to step up uh, both at Heinemann and across the, the board uh, and do our, our part. I, I, I will tell you that sometimes, you know, our industry, our, our profession um, gets a little bit obsessed with acronyms and, and labels on things. If we're being really honest, we know that what is good, SE, what good quote-unquote SEL looks like is what master teachers have been doing for generations. Yeah, and it's things as simple as knowing your kids in the classroom and where they're at and what their mindset is, state is, and what they may need in a given moment, uh, having an understanding of what their home environment is like and how you can help, uh, you know, partner with the family yeah. to make sure students are getting exactly the kinds of things we need. That's, that's, the, that, that's the essence of so much of this work, and yet sometimes we get a little bit, I think, focused on the sort of flavor of the month and what we're calling the thing at the time, uh, and some sort of these sort of core fundamental principles, I think, are, are still, still always apply. And I will agree with you. I want every teacher to be a master teacher, okay? Yeah. Like you said, but that's what a master teacher has been doing for years, Okay, but we yeah. have to pay attention to this stuff because it's it's really crazy out there. I got to tell you. All right, you, I want to. You're do right. More. You're what totally you? right. You're totally right. And and there's so skills and there's development required to become sort exactly. of that master teacher. Again, exactly. that brings us right back to our mission and how we, um, you know, what what wakes us up in the morning and gets us fired up at Heinemann is because we that that's our aim. Well, they got, Heinemann's got a good wagon train leader and a good good people drive, driving those wagons these days. I got to tell you, Matthew, it's it's really well, just great. I, I want to do more with Appreciate Heinemann. It. I always like the company, and I want to try to get some of your authors on, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to follow up with you and see what we can put together here. Is that okay? Oh yeah, that that would be fantastic. And, and yeah. you know, we've got uh, we've got some exciting things coming uh, out. Uh, Kylie and Beers' new book is going to be coming out at the top of of uh, next year. Uh, Jen Sarvala's Reading Strategies 2.0 uh, is coming out. Fantastic research and work by Jen sort of, you know, seeking to give teachers a refined, more accurate understanding of the literacy and reading landscape so that important. exists. There's so a lot important. of, you know, noise in the media and stuff about reading, and Jen has done the hard work of, of doing, you know, deep, deep, deep dives into all of the research to really substantiate the strategies, the toolkit, if you will, that teachers can use. It's so darn important. We're going to get it. We're going to, well, I'll call you. We're going to get some stuff together here. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Excellent. And enjoy Boston. Okay. Enjoy your baked beans. Thank you. <laughs> Boston Thank you. baked beans. It's been, what, 12 million years since that was <laughs> Hey, wait, don't forget. So I'm originally from Barbados, but I grew up uh, Barbados in Philly. So I'm an Eagles fan. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, football football season is going you're, pretty you're good. Reminding me, how about those? Wait a minute, before you, how about those Eagles, huh? How about those Eagles? Yeah, we're looking pretty I good about that, right? 
Right? Yeah. Is this amazing or what? We're going to win it. Oh, we're going to win it this year. Yeah, yeah. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I'm not jinxing it. I'm not jinxing it. We are, I, I can't jinx it because we already lost one game. That was important. That I, takes away that yeah. pressure. Okay? And I'm telling you, onward to victory. I can feel it in my bones. On that team is so good. Victory. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> I forgot about Absolutely. that. <laughs> right? This is great. Hey, Matthew, it's great to be great. back in touch. Really, man. I got to tell yeah. you. Great to talk to you. Thank you. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be in touch soon. Okay? So you take care. I'll Thanks, take pal. Care. Okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> Right. Was that great, everybody? I forgot about the Philly connection. Okay. Okay. Matthew Mugo Fields, they couldn't find a better person. Okay. okay. Is, the, is the new president of Heinemann Publishing, and that is a good company. Okay. I've worked with them for years. Okay. And I'll tell you that they got solid people working there and writing for them. All right. So check it at Heinemann.com. Okay, you'll be able to find it there. Just go Google Heinemann Publishing. And Matthew's an interesting guy. He really is. All right, we're going to archive. I'm so glad he called in. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. All right, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. See what we do over there at ace-ed.org. And thanks for listening.